Welcome, Fermented folks, to another episode of Fermented Fiction, the podcast where we talk about through the lens of movies, books, arguments, and dice rolling. Um, we have a special episode for you today. We are recording on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you all. May the 4th be with you. And also with you. And, also with you. and we're going to do a Mandalorian episode because it's Star Wars Day. Word. We got to do Star Wars things. This and is so right. today we're going to talk about. It's the law as well as the way. <laughs> it is also Pedro Pascal Month. Pedro, we love you. Thank you, Pedro. Um, Pedro. We do love you, Pedro. Pedro. Thanks, Pedro. Sleep well tonight, Pedro. <laughs> All blessings be upon you. That's our um, outro. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So before we get into all that, the segment that we always seem to forget, but this time I remember hey. we're going to do some check ins, life updates. Whoa. Clay, what's going on? Well, my life update is uh, I got this cool shirt for Pedro Pascal month. Oh, I got hell yeah. Martel Dornish Stout by Oberyn. All right. Cool. So that's the official signature of Oberyn Martel. And then we got Unbowed, Unbent. <laughs> I didn't even see that part. Oh, yeah. You want that. So for those of you who don't know, uh, we already recorded this episode and it didn't uh, happen. It's So we're re-recording <laughs> it. Uh, but last time I didn't have this shirt. I have it now, so life is good. I bought this for Pedro Pascal month. I was very upset when it showed up literally a day late. Um, mm. And now uh, the gods heard my pleas. We had to re-record this episode, and I now have my shirt. It was it was great, for man. May the 4th, we're re-recording on Star Wars Day. You have your own hotel shirt. It was all Listen, nice if I were Listen, if I were to drink that stout, I think I would have to just every time be like, tonight is not the night I get drunk and then proceed to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tonight is not the night I get drunk. That's good. Nice. Uh, uh, that's a zinger, bro. That's a zinger. Thank you. Good line. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. See, you can um, really see the profound respect that this show has for Pedro and his artistic yes. creations. Profound. Very profound. Pro- Very profound what we're doing here. Oh, yeah. Change I think everybody's world. impressed. I assume. Pedro especially. Travis, yeah, what's right. up with you? I got a job. Hey, oh. Sick. In Belgrade. Sell out. I'm... Hey. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell... I'm not going to tell this audience where, because this one at an even more strict place than I already was at, but, like... Wow. That's not, not a bad thing, because I get to do what I want to do. And that's teach. So, yep, I'm going to be a teacher. Whoa. Mistake. Philosophy and, philosophy and theology. Nice. Pretty excited. Congrats, man. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's not every day that a philosophy and theology teaching spot opens up. And it's even less days when you get those jobs that you apply for. So, congratulations. I'm going to give some snaps for Travis, right. everybody. Snaps for Travis. They don't write up in the... Mm. And I'm sure Pedro is a lot. snapping as well yes. as he listens to this live somehow. Yes, of course. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Ghost Radio. But, yeah. Oh, he's just sitting right right That's out in the corner. Yeah, Pedro's here. I do have um, a uh, high audience. He's just very respectful of the process. You know, I have to somehow teach it to a younger age than I'm used to. I'm used to teaching to college kids, and it's hard enough to get college students to care about philosophy and theology, mm-hmm. but I have to do it to like 8 through 12, so that's going to be even more of a challenge. <laughs> I think I'm going to start the whole why do you do this by saying like, while all of your friends in undergrad are going to be spending thousands of dollars on books, you can get most of your reading material at Barnes & Noble for like Ten fifty. <laughs> like, that's the selling point. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be really cool. I'm excited to see uh, what kind of curriculum uh, curriculums you develop and stuff. So yeah, Thanks. you have to keep me posted. Thank you, thank you. I will. I know I'm off screen, but I'm getting something exciting. Oh good. We'll see you in a sec. Yeah. Well, I'm fully excited. Me too. You I know what else I'm excited about? I'm excited to do some force controlment today. About yeah, look at that segue. Show. That's oh, we're professionals, man. We are professionals. But what are we? So this week, what are we covering, Travis? On force controlment. I, what is I, force controlment anyway? If, if you were to be somebody oh. who's never listened. Force controlment is where we roll one of these nifty little d20s, 
and the one who gets the higher roll uh, gets to defend whatever it is we are talking about, which is to be the Mandalorian, and whoever gets the lower roll gets to attack whatever it is we are talking about, regardless of what we actually think. Um, the Mandalorian, for those of you who don't know, is a Star Wars show um, revolving around a Mandalorian, which is like a... I don't know. What what would you call them? Are they a, uh, Spartans a in space? Yeah, they're Spartans in space. Yeah, that um, anybody that can fit their head in the helmet. Fair, but their 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 origins were kind of like Spartans in space. And it follows one of them going through the Star Wars world after the end of the original trilogy, kind of space cowboy vibes, and stumbles upon a child. Um and that child needs to be taken to safety and he kind of becomes a surrogate father and it's a it's like a big escort mission in a video game but not yeah that as uh, boring <laughs> thank you Colin. anyway yeah so when that, we say child we do mean baby yoda the child can't call it baby yoda <laughs> no, it's not allowed. That's not oh, I got a dice tower. Oh, I was like, you have a block of wood. It's log, log, log. Oh, yeah, uh, man. Okay. Not even rolling by yourself anymore. That's oh, like the AI of rolling. We're ready. Oh, yeah, we're so ready. Sorry, Pedro. Oh, dice cam. Oh, nice double dice cam. Oh, let's do this. This is so real. Ready? Yeah. This is the quality you get from Cascade Riders. That's right. Double dice cam. Dice. Oh, that's good. Fourth be with you. Let's do it. The fourth is definitely with us right now. It's out of frame, Travis. Move it into frame. It's a trap. It's a trap. You saw that I did not, I didn't move it at all. Oh, that's pretty high. All right. They will also have seen my dice. Yes. In theory. In theory. Who could say? But for the, the listeners out there. But for the listeners, it's an 11. Travis wins or loses, depending on what he thinks. Regardless, he's got it. Well, I won the dice roll, so that's a win regardless. Yeah, you know, you take what you got. I'm talking up as a win for me, because I don't have to defend this shit. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride on a speeder or some kind of weird-looking, giant, whimsical space animal. Yeah. Let's have some entrollment in three, two, one, go. All right, so the Mando. Um, I mean, there's a reason it's like one of the most part in the train in the background. I don't have the most professional studio set up, but um, <laughs> uh, there's a reason that the Mandalorian is one of the most, I think it is the most popular Star Wars show ever in production. I don't know if I'm right on that. Colin, you might correct me. It's either that or Clone Wars, but there's a reason it has been very highly met with very high success. And that's because it combines a lot of elements that I'm going to talk about. A, technical um, marvel, I guess, it, for lack of a better term. It has developed a technology of filming that is pretty revolutionary. It's not the first thing to ever do it, but instead of filming uh, green screen and spending a bunch of money and hours on CGI, they have a sort of, and I don't know the technical term for it, but they have a rolling... Um, effects screen that has a camera that tracks in real time the movements of the actors. So you get real shadows, um, real background kind of movements and changing of the sun and the uh, shading and everything that CGI can do, but it takes like a long time. It's called so, the stagecraft process. The stagecraft process. AKA so that's been what that has done for Mando is make it one of the most realistic Star Wars productions we've seen in a long time. I would say even more than the sequels. Like when you're in the Mandalorian world, you feel like you're actually there and that it is a place that you could travel to. I'm frozen. Oh, I'm not frozen anymore. I was frozen for a second. <laughs> it's a place that you can travel to. And that's, that's something I love about the Mando. Another thing 
is it did what fans have wanted to done for years. You know, like we've always wanted to live in the expansive Star Wars universe without any Skywalkers involved until the second season, the last episode. But we forget about that. But we want we've always wanted a storyline of a character who is separated from like the original trilogy and the prequels and the sequels but is living in this expansive universe that George Lucas created. And the Mando is doing that very efficiently where we get this cool space cowboy who's got an escort mission, but on that escort mission, he's encountering villages and different planets that we maybe wouldn't have been able to see in like a movie because we didn't have the time to take with those elements. And with that is my third compliment and I'll hand it over. It That brings in a very good of side characters that I think are are awesome. Like Timothy 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 the guy that plays like he must, be really, he must be really good. He must be really good. There I want to say Timothy Dalton, but it's not Timothy Dalton. It's Tim, Timothy something. He's from Justified. I forget names. But he plays like the sheriff. Timothy Oliphant. Yes, thank you. Timothy Oliphant. He plays the sheriff in the western town. He's really good side character. And then we get like Bill Burr comes in from Breaking Bad and he does like a really good job. Um, those are the two that stick out in my mind. But like there's this cool, diverse cast of side characters that we get to spend some time with. And I think that's an awesome element of the show. Yeah, this show's super like basic, shallow, uh, poorly written. Uh, very bo- like honestly, pretty, pretty boring to me. Um, because there's really not a lot of story there. Uh, there, You're right about the special effects. Those are definitely next level. Um, the show has awesome costumes. It has awesome like, special effects, awesome action sequences, um, and great music. Love the music. Actually would love to like this show. Genuinely would. Always been a Mandalorian fan in terms of Star Wars lore. I always play like a Mandalorian type character when I play Star Wars games where that's an option. Um, but this show just doesn't quite do it for me, man. I've, I've tried, I've tried multiple times. It is so boring. All of the dialogue is exposition. All of the characters are completely just like cardboard cutout, super flat. People don't even have to act. You have one of the best actors of our generation, Pedro Pascal. You're welcome. He's saying thank you. We love you, Pedro. (laughs) Love Pedro. Um, But a lot of wasted talent in this show. Lots of, like you said, a very good cast, um, but the the script is just like completely flat. Everything, every dialogue is just exposition. I cannot stand it. It's a big big pet peeve of mine when characters are just talking to tell us what's happening in the story because that's not what people actually do. When you go to the grocery store, you don't go, so why are we going to the grocery store, Jeremy? Uh, And then Jeremy goes, oh, because we need this list of items. Oh, okay, cool. I bet we can find that item in this aisle. Yeah, I bet we can. And that's basically the entire script of The Mandalorian. Every single episode, they just go, so what are we doing? Oh, we're doing this. Why? Oh, because of this. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, just in case you couldn't follow along, viewers, with this very basic ass plot. It pisses me off. It's insulting. The show sucks. Point, point, in case, I don't have really anything else to say. You can be good at everything, but if your script sucks, your show sucks. Period. And you can't make up with it with really good performances, because you have masks on all your characters' faces, and they have no emotions, and there's really... Nothing for me to latch on to in an emotional way in this show. I would love, again, to just latch on to it on like a fanboy level of Mandalorians. I f***ing tried. It still sucks too much. Pedro, love you. You're doing great. But like, also, okay. how often are you even on set? <laughs> here's the... Because like, here's the Pedro point. doesn't have to be on set, right? He, he's probably like on set like once a month. He probably shows up, reads in the soundstage all his lines for like for like an entire season in one day. Um, and then they have a stunt Let me on just set every day. I don't know. Before you insult Pedro too much. Before you all might know. I'm not insulting Pedro. Hey. <laughs> I think you are. Not insulting Pedro. I'm insulting these people who had the nerve 
to get my boy Pedro on a show and then not let him take his helmet off because he's a beautiful man, all right? Yeah, he takes it off like four times already, okay? And he I know, which is it. also uh, pretty stupid because you're not supposed to take it off. I got, there's a point I got to address. There's a point I got to address, and that is the, the acting depth thing. I think we've already talked about this in a previous episode. I actually think an episode that I wasn't here for, y'all talked about how a lot of times that mask divide doesn't actually hinder us from enjoying an expressive performance through voice, through body movement, through... There's so many other things. I think it stretched Pedro to his limit, but I think he does a really good job, and I think he really uses his voice inflection, the way he stands, the way he's like methodical about things. The episode I'm referring to in the past is the Black Phone. Um, we saw that with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke had a mask on his face the whole time, but like the way he does everything else you is it's menacing it's horrifying it's scary i don't actually get so that. i don't think i don't actually get that from mando and i don't think it's pedro's fault i think pedro is directed to play a very like stoic flat character i think it's bad directing at the end of the day honestly i got it from mando because i he's he's the man with no name he's clint eastwood's man with no name in a space setting but he has a name din Djarin, but that's not the point i'm making is Devin. He's imitating Devin. Yes. Devin He's doing it wonderfully, imitating the spaghetti western protagonist. And that guy is, I mean, we remember Clint Eastwood. He had the he had the poncho. He didn't really talk much. He grunted. He squinted. He moved his mouth in subtle ways. His gun was always like methodical, reach for it. He never twitched. When he was like in an intimidating stance, he would throw the poncho to the side. Like he had all little sudden subtle movements that told us like oh this is a guy you do not mess with i think pedro's doing that excellently in a space setting like the way that he moves and expresses himself through his body language is a direct homage to clint eastwood's man with no name um and another point i don't think stories always have to be super original it's not about original it's about authentic authentic and original are not the same thing and like genuine and original are not the same thing there's nothing genuine or authentic about this story this story is like at best rip off of good spaghetti westerns put in a star wars universe with a very hey check out the beer of the week Let's do it. I got a special beer for this episode, y'all. What? It's called All Fluff. Oh, <laughs> Sing. If you didn't know how I actually feel about the Mandalorian, don't worry. This you. is it right here. It's All Fluff, baby. All Fluff. All oh, Fluff. Plays passive aggressive sides. Let's do it. Yeah, just baby. sneaking it in. The gloves are supposed to come off after when one beer of the week. Comes Bruh, my gloves are off the whole time. <laughs> I didn't even. Bro, never gloves. put on gloves. <laughs> I am bring gloves. He just gloves. rakes them in the glass. <laughs> Glue in glass. Uh, the hot shot scene when he does the candy. Exactly. Gummy yeah. bears and sprinkles. Yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, so we have all fluff. Tell me about it. We got a hazy IPA. Hazy from IPA. Mashless Brewing. Sick. Do we need to have a location on Mash? Matchless. 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 They didn't swipe right. They did not. They are in Tumwater. Tumwater Wa. That's why so, nobody swiped yeah. on them. <laughs> that is why nobody swiped on them because if you see someone's in Tumwater. Yeah. R.I.P. Like, hey. He's moving to Tumwater. R.I.P. This can actually has lots of information on it. It is uh, made with Citra, Eldorado, and Vic Secret Hops. Grains, Pilsner, Flaked Oats, Flaked Wheat, Honey Malt, Yeast, Juice. They juice. Uh, and Descriptors, Fluffy, Juicy, Cheers to Seven Years. I want to drink some Fluff Juice. That's... It's like a Pilsner IPA. Nice. It's a subtle it one. It's hazy, too. Lit, bro. Travis, what's uh, what's she your got there, deal? Bud. So I bought one of those variety packs at the gas station, and I bought a Bell's Brewery IPA pack because it had a fish on it. So. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> That's sound logic. Hazy Hearted IPA from Bell's, which is in, uh, and this is why I asked you this question at the beginning. Michigan, Comstock, Michigan. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. All fluff. 
Travis, are you <laughs> chugging that fish beer? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, that's a lot of foamy head on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have stomach issues, Colin. God. Pedro would have never bought it like that, would you, Pedro? No, he's not going to talk. He's a real pro. He's signing no. Is the Mandalorian always eight episodes? I'm not sure. I don't know, man. Eight I think it's always. Many. I thought it was ten. Season one is eight. Oh. Season two is also eight. Well, I'm wrong. Unless my list I is don't know things about way. stuff. Yes, you do, Jeremy. I, I think you'd find it hard to make that case. Depends on what you mean by stuff. That's right. Things. In a general kind of way. <laughs> and you get that. Foam stash. Mm. Head stash. You've got a mustache. You only get this on the Cascade Riders YouTube page. Yeah. You're only going to see T-Money's foam stash and on YouTube. And chugging. But man, I sipped a little of this. This is a heavy... I Chug along with him, folks. I almost said kids, but I definitely didn't. Yeah, kids. Kids, Travis, get out of here. Travis, 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 Travis. Travis. Anybody else rock hard over here or what? <laughs> in space, man. in space. Oh, yeah. Also, Ed, we might have to explain on the episode where the audio got corrupted. Uh, I think Jeremy couldn't remember. None of us honestly could remember. The Mandalorian's name. Din Djarin. I could. It's Devin. But we did, we we couldn't. Any, none of us could remember. It just became Devin. I yeah, it's Devin. Remember. That's fine. And you didn't believe me. I believed you. I just believed he's Devin more. <laughs> no, he's Din Djarin. Yeah, Devin for short. So everybody knows. And that. Grogu. And Grogu. Not Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda for short. No. Yeah. Grogu. Grogu. It's longer and has mostly <laughs> different letters, but yeah, that's what it is for short. That's how you shorten it. We got segments. <laughs> we sure do. All right, our next segment on this show is fermented facts with Run Run that Grogu. logo. Oh uh, yeah. Run that Grogu. Is that what you said? Run that baby Yoda. Grogu. Yeah. We'll just uh once we get the budget, you know. It's gonna be we'll have a lot of Lucas style, like, you know, star it. swipes and yeah. clock swipes and fade outs and you know, fade ins. This is a Star Wars episode, so everything's just gonna be just a wipe from side to side. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> I want Colin, I want you to come in like the BBC broadcasters just like completely stoic and like reporting now from the sudan yeah <laughs> yeah there you go that was perfect it's weird how in the bbc what i always notice is they they they, they like have their thing and then it's like doot, doot, doot. and then you think of like mario kart and that's what they start they're on it they're on it <laughs> all right so you got some facts um like the british this show is kind of about imperialism, specifically the fall of imperialism, because it takes place in an interesting time in the Star Wars universe. Now we're on season three of Mando, so we're in a completely different world. A lot has happened since the show originally came out. And so way back in the day when this premiered in 2019, um, actually, yeah, that was season one was 2019, uh, November 12th to December 27th. Um, uh, there basically was not as much Star Wars as there is now. So uh, Mando was uh, odd for a lot of reasons. So, for instance, uh, Bill Burr, I listened to a, a uh, interview with him, and he saw the promo trailer um, that they had been putting together because there was so much hype behind this series because it was, I'm pretty sure, the first live-action Star Wars series direct to streaming. It was going to support Disney+. Plus. Um, and uh, people were pretty stoked about the fact that it wasn't related to the new trilogy that had come out. Um, and so uh, the promo that was released was like Stormtrooper uh, Storm heads on stakes. Uh, and when Bill Burr saw that, he was like, I'm in. <laughs> so that's, that's what a lot of people, I mean, they have a lot of big name actors in this show. 
uh, and they keep getting more of them every season. And uh, part of the reason is because it was it was different at the time from other Star Wars stuff, and a lot of people wanted to get in on it. Uh, and it sort of just piled up, uh, pretty much all because uh, John Favreau <laughs> was the. It, this was like his. He was a big Star Wars fan, and so like this was his project. So yeah, since stopped being such a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. Rumor has it he's <laughs> he's not anymore. Kind of over it. Me too. So, um, yeah, big shiny new production. As Travis mentioned, they had the uh, uh, the new fancy system for uh, green screening, which uh, basically, so it's called the stagecraft. And so instead of uh, when your main actor is wearing armor and a helmet and is kind of stuck in there for you to film all the time. Like you got to figure out something to sort of liven it up. And so they developed this technology that's now used all the time where instead of like a green screen, they have more realistic lighting. So there's like basically giant flat screen TVs and they can, they can change the lighting dynamically uh, the same way you would get dynamic lighting. If you were out in a real place instead of on a, you know, green screen set in Hollywood. So that's what they used. It made everything much more realistic and uh, all sorts of productions use it all the time now. And that was like one big claim to fame of the show. Um, there's, uh, yeah, very much the first season especially was a labor of love. In fact, it's the number one most popular show on Disney+. Plus. It is for sure, even though Disney+, Plus has lots of stuff, it is like their headline. Uh, although, interestingly, uh, according to when uh, Book of Boba Fett came out, uh, and this has a number of spinoffs because uh, it's been so successful, um, that show had the a higher rated uh, season ender than Mandalorian, actually. I can believe that. I mean, Boba rode, he rode a Rancor. Like, was, <laughs> for fun value, that was a cool ending. The rest of the show is trash. I figured people were just glad to see it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Um, Try something. You know the thought I'll had, because you, you talked about this technology uh, the first time we tried to record this episode, and I've been thinking about it. I wish, because like Peter Jackson, when he did The Hobbit, was under so much pressure to like, just pump them out. We usually the don't studios. talk about The Hobbit on this show as a general rule, just so you guys know. But here's what I'm going to say is I, I wish this technology existed at the time because I think it would have given him the room to produce the movies as quickly as they wanted, but at a higher level of graphics than, than the weird, like, ultra shiny kind of sheen of cgi that he had. yeah i i do like how uh all the star wars shows really um have a much more gritty feel than the jj abrams style star trek 400 lens flares really kind of feel like you're in a green room <laughs> well Beautiful. that's just jj abrams but yeah it's your boy jj i do agree uh this method would not have made the hobbit movies worse i mean it could only have made them so much better. <laughs> Would it have made them watchable? All right. Does do we need any more fermented facts other than the fact that our boy Pedro Pascal, shout out Payday, 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 uh, Payday. He he's grossing six hundred thousand an episode, baby. What a dog! What, what a fucking dog, legend. dude! He defied convention and wore shorts at the Met Gala. Can we just talk Fox. about? That Pedro's <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's like disputing that. But too. If you guys didn't know, we already all have raging hard-ons for Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. Rivaled only by my wife's raging hard-on for Pedro Pascal. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, there you go. Segment. Now that we've talked about dicks, uh, Jeremy. Oh boy, haven't played his wife's play. raging hard-on, and yes, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> Jeremy has notes. Oh, roll the graphic. Yeah. I hope you don't have graphics. No, there's, really there's put no, spot. you never have. No, like I'm I'm using just stock transitions. <laughs> They're good, man. Okay, I first okay. saw it and I was like, oh dang. I know. It looks so tiny. Welcome to the BBC. Can I get Palpatine Light? I do want all the side fades though. All the side fades for this particular I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes without knowing for sure if you're gonna get Palpatine Lightning, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can, if nothing else, put a video of Palpatine doing Listen, lightning. if you like and subscribe and comment for more Palpatine, it will happen.
but you need to make it. Power! Power! <laughs> Unlimited! Yes. Unlimited. Jeremy is among the easiest people in the world to peer pressure. Yeah, I'm a compulsive joiner. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's so easy. If you apply the slightest amount of pressure to him, he'll do it. Like, maybe I do want to do this. Is that in your notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't read even a single note yet. What do you got, bud? Oh, oh, I've got notes. And First of all, they're on a phone. They're not yeah, I know. in the code. I haven't convinced my phone to, to adopt the code. Even though it's a superior uh, method of writing. Give it time. Yeah, give it time. It'll catch on one day. Uh, but yeah, some notes. So I, I remember from watching that um, little, little, little Baby Yoda, mm -hmm. which is his nickname. Grogu. Goku. Baby, baby Yoda for short. Uh, Goku, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Goku. <laughs> Uh, so he's like 50 years old, which sure. kind of, he should have his way more together. He's a little sick. At this point. <laughs> I think that's baby for Yoda. So Yoda growing to be like how, however many hundreds of years old he was, that was like, he wasn't extra wise from, from all the length of life. He was just a baby for the first <laughs> I don't even know how long. How many years? When 900 old years old you reach. So it is 900. I, I know what it is, bud. I know about But that. yeah, if that's... <laughs> if you're talking like an analog to human Hates years, Mando. if 900 years old means he's 90, so that means that uh, little baby Yoda is five years old. Yeah, right. Should so be it's... talking full sentences, probably doing the force. But furthermore, you know... It's just, it's less cool. It's less it's, cool if Yoda was a baby, like an actual non-functioning infant thing, <laughs> for 50 years. That's like, I don't know, it's 49 and a half years longer than it's cute. <laughs> I think Baby Yoda's still pretty he did. He is pretty adorable. He is a baby with, like, PTSD, like... He witnessed the slaughter of his, like, baby friends. Yeah, I guess. Warming <laughs> out to the other baby Yodas yeah. out there. All the dead Yodas. <laughs> Not even just the baby Yodas. It was all the... It was in the Jedi Temple. Does that species even have a name? I mean, probably. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like, we're being racist right now, and that's... I was gonna say Well, fine, you're not even calling him by not him. Him. No. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Very much so. But you know, that's is what it is. Well let's let's look into this way, Jeremy. Think about humans, right? Mm -hmm. So like maybe there's a bait maybe there's a Yoda years kind of situation, like a dog years thing, right? I mean look at mm, animals in the wild. So humans, we take, what, five years to be even remotely functional, like on our own? Sure. You know, at least. I'm, I'm, that, I'm being very generous. I'm being very generous. This is a highly functioning five-year-old that would be able to survive without their parents. But I'm, I'm, you know, you could even argue 10, you know, 11, 12, before we're able to, like, really function at a high human level. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, a cat, it's alive one year, and it's like, yeah, I can kill anything on the face of the planet that's smaller than me. So yeah, horses come too. out walking. We we all know what this is. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So you know, if Yoda's whatever the race is, is called, if Yoda's lived to be 900, he does not have an official. There's no way, Colin. There's no race. I literally googled it. I li and it says species unknown. There is oh no canonical. God. Anything. So There's Grogu and Yoda, and that's it. Figure it out, Star Wars. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> name your space gremlins. Name your space gremlins. I've been around since the 70s. We've named everything else. They probably named those pig things. Yeah. What are those things called? Gone. What are the pig things called? Yeah, oh pig things? God. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The pig. I things. mean, we were talking about this uh, just last week. It was like, like sometimes in Star Wars, there's just a demon. And it's like, wait, where's the guy? No, oh, he's gone. Yeah, sometimes it's just... <laughs> oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, the demon. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like a lot of times, there's like the pig guy. There's the orcs. There's the demons. Like, that's wild. Like every like 
random Ahsoka, I don't know her. Characters get like full names and backstories and from the Star Wars fandom. We don't have a name for what Yoda is. Come on. Everybody loves Wikipedia them. says there is nothing. Some people even yep. some Very people even like him flipping around in episode two. See that? What a movie. They did do something with that, didn't they? They <laughs> they tried. Um what else you got, bud? Okay, yeah. On. So, uh... Number one. I haven't forgotten, Colin. I expect to know what the pig things are by the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. My God. On the deck. They don't have a name. The pig things? <laughs> the what things? The pig things. The pig guards. Yeah, those... Those pig oh, dudes. Uh, that has to yeah. be. Shoot. Uh, Gamorian. 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 Yeah. You named those, but not your little... Derogatorily <laughs> known as pig lizards. Okay. It's kind of a lazy slur, but wish you wouldn't have said that on the show. Um, <laughs> too late. We gotta bleep it, listeners. Uh, we promise we're not racist. I guess we didn't know your racist name or anything. I feel like Gamorian is anyway. is worse. We're walking on thin sand here. Let's move. Very on. thin. Jeremy, what do you got? Sodom and Gomorrah, Gamorians. So speaking of whatever the hell this is, um, Travis got it. My second note here is uh, the Star Wars universe is way more interesting than any Star Wars property. I think that's that's fair to say. True chains. Yeah. You want the encyclopedia. The encyclopedia? You're saying you want the encyclopedia. Do, am I saying... Because the universe is more interesting than I don't you. think I'm saying that at all, because thumbing through an encyclopedia <laughs> is not fun. You want the House of the Dragon, like... I'm just going to publish my notes. Version of Star Wars. No, I want I want every single genre and every single possible type of story to to be told, but it's Star Wars. Rom com, but it's Star Wars. Murder mystery, yeah. boom, it's Star Wars murder <laughs> mystery. Hey, why not? No, so, I would love someone killed Wars on the like... Death Star? That'd be great. Oh yeah. A Star Wars noir would be so great. That would be lit. Like if you if you put like CSI CSI Miami skin over Star Wars of like Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Vice stuff. That would actually be kind of incredible. Tatooine like Vice. Like a human oh, wait. human I race law and order tattooing original movie. Hey. Bum 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 <laughs> I wanna see that. Like, <laughs> I want to see him come up to someone a... out by the moisture evaporators. Come up to a Gamorrean. I want to see, see a Star Wars nature documentary. I want to see a Gamorrean like killed behind a Gamorrean strip club, and they're like, <laughs> Gamorrean. <laughs> they're like, looks like we're gonna have some bacon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I know. I was just trying to think of a moisture farming pun. Oh yeah. You'll, you'll get there. I'm feeling a little dry on leads. <laughs> and then put on the glasses. Then walk out of frame. I'm yep. done here. My work here is done. My work here is done. Everybody else, solve some crime. What else you got, bud? Oh, yeah, what else do I have? Um, so, yeah. Third, third thing I have written here, uh, I've never seen a show that felt so video gamey yeah. as this one. It's, mm. it's really incredible. And I don't... Because, yeah, I played this even before playing, like, other Star Wars video games. Like, th this feels more like a video game than, than, uh, what, what is that other friggin' game? With Cal Kestis and you're Jedi and you, like, try and kill Vader, but he's, like, powerful and shit. I don't know. Jedis. Who, who doesn't love them? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Actually, wait, they kind of suck. The Sith don't love them. Yeah, I they do the Mandalorian, so actually, because the Jedi's Mandalorian is kind of a big whole thing. Travis? I'm still stuck on the noir thing because I actually came up with a decent idea. Like, what <laughs> What if the stormtroopers, like, tried to frame someone for the murder Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and you have, like, a rogue cop who, like, only wants the truth, and I can just see the scene where it's like, Owen... You used to have drinks with him down at the, <laughs> at the Moss Eisley Tavern. <laughs> Young uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'd want it, you know, black and white and contrasty as balls. Absolutely. Smoking hella death sticks. I, and oh, yeah. Like, See, my first thought was something on the Death Star, like, like a sheriff on the Death Star where you'd have those lounges, you know. 
Yeah. You know, black and white. I bet Baru had some secrets, bro. Yeah. I bet she snuck out for some strange. You don't you don't get hit like that without no. some without some secrets. Yeah. You know, they'd take him down late at night, you show your lady the secret reactor and they're like, you know, this whole place could go up if somebody uh <laughs> Nice shot something down there. <laughs> nice moisture farm you got. <laughs> Be a shame if something happened to it. I also vaguely recall that someone did ages ago in the early days of the internet, someone did like a funny buddy cop thing with stormtroopers. That was a hand-drawn cartoon. They also did funny funnier or um It was it was red versus blue, but with Stormtroopers. Funny or die. Yeah. Or die or Dropout TV, I think, did a did a Stormtrooper series. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was college humor, Dropout TV. That it's on there. Ages ago. Funny or Die though also did this bit of like the the basically like the Stormtroopers as cops complaining about their union dues and I had a buddy on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it's very good. Anyway, you have another note, Jerry. Oh, boy. I, I've got notes, I tell you what. Uh, so, this one. Ooh, this is a good one, I bet. Uh, so, I've never understood the, the TV trope where everybody needs to be briefed as soon as they arrive at the thing that they're doing. You know? Like... It's it's like classic example with the grocery store. Like you got into somebody's car, and you drove all the way to a place, and you're like, "What the hell's going on here? What am I doing?" Like it's a grocery <laughs> store. We're buying groceries. I told you this before. We got in the car. You want PCP? For God's sake. Yeah. I tell you what. No, my that, that's exactly why my my favorite movie is No Country for All. Is like, its script is just like. If you can't figure it out, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to take Cormac McCarthy's words and like make them a movie. And if you don't catch all the hints and the action, oops, like, sorry. That's on you. You're left behind. It's so good. And frankly, from a caper pulling perspective, if you're trying to pull a caper and you weren't paying attention during the briefing or any of the planning process, then, uh, you know, you deserve to go to jail. Which I assume is the result of, you know, not pulling off the caper properly. Generally speaking. Or, or Going dead. to jail, getting shot, whatever. You earned that if you weren't paying attention. Agreed. I'm not saying that people should do crime. <laughs> or die. But if you're going to do crime, do it right. Hey, preach. Snaps. Yeah. Snaps for Jeremy, everybody. Take, take pride in your work, everyone. Let's take a little pride in our crime, <laughs> criminals. Let's take a little pride. Oh, yeah. So, have some good with self-respect. Have a little bit, okay? Jeremy. Yeah. So, just moving right along. Uh, so, <laughs> not taking off the helmet is most of being a Mandalorian. Just don't. Just don't take it off. That's like your religion. Dare I be in that seat or what? I hope. How are them motherfuckers eating, bro? I was wondering. Catheters. I don't. I don't think catheters? they eat with a catheter. They're eating through their. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's space past future. Okay. So there's IVs in the suit. Yeah, right into the and then it goes into the mouth. I'm gonna okay. assume it's like Frank Herbert's like, uh, Fremen suits and Dune. Still suits. He like. Explains the still suit in detail, and every time I see a suit like that, I'm just like, I'm just gonna assume it's like the still suit. <laughs> I, I assume it's just like. So they do drink their own pee. He's got a straw in the thing, and and you know somewhere on his suit, just like loads in a smoothie pack. Uh, or yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. There must just be in the suit some like. Someone IVs. should redub it so that sometimes he's drinking through a straw, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's talking and and sometimes it's uh, like a really hard just look like like there's a bit of stuff that didn't get blended properly and it's trying to force it just like reaching reaching a croissant up through the top yeah Nobody. in season three they do lift up their mask to drink and it's always so awkward like trying to get it guys get it together grow up everybody 
Jesus Christ. Like, you can't just press a button. It does, you can breathe underwater, but you can't press a button that opens the mouth part. Yeah, you can't just, like, ease forward a tiny bit. Speaking of, you know, Could it just modern, like... modern, <laughs> or just have a straw. <laughs> Use a straw. Speaking of every genre being in the Mandalorian. I can't. We lost the audio. What about the turtles? What about the what? <laughs> what about the turtles? The turtles? Okay, well, I didn't hear anything up until what about the turtles, and now you have my interest. <laughs> well, this I was like going to say, like, I was going to say, I want to see, like, the scene where the Mando sits down with his straw and someone's across from him. And I was like, what about the turtles? Do you care? <laughs> Why are you using a straw? Devin Jaren doesn't care about turtles. Yeah, Devin, he's, he's got bigger concerns. He's, 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 on, bigger. he's on that next show. now. All right. So now I, I am on to my, my final note here. I, I took a lot of notes this time. I don't know what that's all about. But uh, I'm just going to go on the record. This is my own personal belief that Stoic is the wrong personality fit when you're wearing a mask. Because that is the least body-intensive sort of character and vibe to, to get across. When you're covered from head to toe. I do have to agree. I was kind of making that point. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, like, to your point about Blackphone, Travis, um, that worked because very much not a stoic character. Very manic character. Very animated. Very weird. Oh, yeah. You know, the Mandalorian's, like, always just being super serious and kind of flat, even in his talking. So not a lot of emotion came through. I fully stand by when I said that I think he is not that it's good, not that it's the best choice. I kind of agree with uh, you that Jeremy, that um, it's not the best choice for a character that's covered head to toe, but I do think it is an homage to the man with no name. And I think that's, that was kind of the point, but the man with no name sticks out so hard because Clint Eastwood's like, was just so iconic, you know, like you had his squints and his growls and his like he didn't have to speak to be like, ooh, that guy's scary. Like Well yeah. Uh the mask just makes it real hard to mean mug like that. Yeah, you can also Even see if you're the man great. with no name's face. Yeah. Does it is a big part of the character. Um that said, the Mandalorian as a character is pretty much iconic because it looks so cool you know because like let's be real in the original trilogy boba fett is the most overrated character of all time yeah doesn't do he sucks he like doesn't even capture on solo darth vader does that and he gets all the credit. Yeah, darth vader hires him to catch han solo and then then does it himself does it for him (laughs) and he like does he he still gets paid he tracks him. He tracks him to Bespin, but he doesn't. It's like poses. <laughs> yeah, just chills. Oh, huh? uh, man. The last episode, the last, and by that I mean the first time we did this episode, we had some bangers, y'all. We had some bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was somebody called Boba Fett, the, uh, Travis called Boba Fett, <laughs> the Little John of, or, yeah, you called him the Little John of Star Wars. Just a hype man, super cool, hanging out on stage. And I called him the Fetty Wap because I don't, or not Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap's, Fetty Wap's legit. Um, <laughs> the Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. He's the Waka Flocka because he doesn't even quite reach Lil John's status. I don't imagine him as Waka Flocka. I imagine him as like the stereotypical like background henchman in every like Italian game. Maybe the we're gonna tear your legs off. Yeah, we're gonna tear your legs off. <laughs> <laughs> the little guy in the back that's just like repeating everything that the big boss says. That's that's public. But he doesn't even do that much. He doesn't. No, he just sort of stands there just... with with a menacing looking mask on, presumably like, hmm, should I have wine with dinner tonight or? <laughs> Hmm. No, I had one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't compliment Gamorian well. No. 
And what if I had a white, in, but I don't? It's, uh... I'm having some indigestion right now. I hope Darth can't hear my stomach. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's enough of that. Yeah. Let's get on to our final segment, which is what we really think about The Mandalorian. Because I attacked, I start. Uh, I told you what I think. I was telling the truth. All fluff. Um, I do... And I meant what I said uh, in a complimentary fashion, uh, fashion as well. I do. I thought the music, especially, was really cool. I think the Mandalorian soundtrack is super awesome. I I love it. Um, like, I actually have to laugh at how long their credit sequence is every time, because it's like, oh, you guys couldn't quite write twenty five minutes of content. You had to write like twenty, and now you have like a seven minute outro sequence but at least i get to listen to your awesome music uh for a little longer so that's cool when they when they show the uh the specs you know the art uh for the story that i guess they're the storyboards colorized it's always like why didn't they do that it looks so fucking good yeah they should have just done that <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is cool i i like literally everything about it except for when they take the script and then they try to put it on screen um, it's just not a good script. It's oh, so just the flat. the whole the whole rest of it, put taking the script and putting it on the screen. Yeah, that's that's just the show. I think. I it's a beautiful. I wouldn't package. say that. I would say I would say it's like seventy five percent good, but the twenty five percent that matters, which is the story, which is the script, uh, mm. is so flat, so weak, so lifeless that I just can't get behind it. Because, like, this show would have me as a fan. Like, really easily. It just has to be, like, decent. But it it actually f***ing sucks, dude. Like, and it gets worse every season. Season one, season one, I was like, this isn't great. But I can watch it. Season two got worse, and then it ended with Deus Ex Skywalker. And I was like... You, you've ruined everything that was good about your show, and then season three was just absolute trash. I mean, it literally starts with four episodes straight of exposition, dialogue, like I'm talking about that grocery store conversation. Literally, y'all, for four episodes straight, and then they have this one episode with like an imperial agent that's actually really good, and then he's gone, and then they go back to the Mando. And it's back to exposition dialogue. And then I stopped because I didn't have to watch season three. And I uh, I quit. I don't care. You're not me. You're not me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. God for that. I am completely okay well, with being a quitter. My honest opinion. Uh, I think this is the first time I've made it through. Like defense for a show that I don't necessarily like, but I didn't lie. I, I focused on the things that I actually do enjoy. What did I? Because I just didn't even bring up the writing because I knew pack and I could just find something that wasn't related to that. Because I do think I I agree with you. The writing is not the best. And I think when I first started watching the Mando, I hadn't yet watched the last two seasons of the Clone Wars, and I hadn't yet Andor. So for me, it was like this is the best Star Wars is going to get and I'm just here for a good time. And then I watched the last two seasons of Clone Wars and I watched Andor and was like, oh no, there's people in the Star Wars world that actually can write. So now I have higher expectations. And so when I came to season two, I was a little let down. Deus Skywalker was a fun scene removed from the story, but it's stupid and kind of trash. Like as a scene, cool like to watch but it didn't contribute anything and it didn't really mean much but um i do think like everything this show other than the visual effects everything this show does other star wars content does better so that's my take on it and it's like andor does more intimate single story characters in the like outskirts of the universe better clone wars has done um the deep like 
Mandalorian drama better. There's a whole arc in the last two seasons of Mandalorian that's about or of Clone Wars that's about the planet Mandalore that is way more compelling than the Mandalorian. So and uh, you do have, I guess, you do have to give Mandalorianists due though. Uh, like Colin said, it did kind of pave the way for shows like Andor to exist. Yeah. Um, if it hadn't been as popular as it was, you can bet your bottom dollar, whatever the hell that even means. I, I actually have no idea. It's the dollar you keep clenched between your butt cheeks. <laughs> that bottom dollar. The Jeremy's <laughs> got on lockdown. Of course. More fermented facts. I do. Okay. Uh, on a serious note, I do want to give Mandalorian it's due for one other thing, and that is, um, does anyone know who Ahmed Best is? This would have been my fun fact if I had a fun facts segment. I know that no? name. Colin turns up his nose. <laughs> Ahmed Best played uh, Jar Jar Binks. Wow. And That's who that is. He got, he got so much hate mail after the prequels that, like, and he said this in an interview, so I'm not, like, being a dick by saying this. He said it in several interviews. He was suicidal. He was, like, we received so much backlash from the The Mando brought him back in season three as a Jedi who, like, saves the Jedi Temple. And I was like, that's pretty dope. Like, <laughs> they gave him a character that everyone is going to love. It's going to be years to come because... George Lucas made him a walking caricature that everyone hates. Um, not everyone, I guess, but a lot of people dislike. And it's he not his fault. He played, he played Jar Jar to how Jar Jar was supposed to be played. He went full and Jar Jar. <laughs> he went full Jar Jar. And it's I'm very good. glad that I'm glad Mandalorian has given him kind of this like redemption in the Star Wars universe and and from what I've heard, I haven't watched the episode yet, but from what I've heard, he did really good. Yeah. Well, sure. You can tell by looking at Jar Jar that the guy acts his balls off. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, you can't really deny Yeah, wasn't he on the set in a green suit and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Like, it was... Yeah. But Jar Jar was tall, so he had to wear a hat yeah, on his head. Yeah, he had to wear, like, a thing with a Jar The actors had to look up. On it, that they would just sort of... Act. CGI around, <laughs> and then he just, like, acted at them. I could go into broader comments, though, about, like, I watch a lot of, like, movie in reels and YouTube, like, commentators, and there's some people that take that as, like, that means the Mandalorian's good, and I'm like, no, that means the Mandalorian thing it doesn't mean the show is inherently good because they one good thing like that's not the same but i see like because they did this and redeemed him and are like including more things they're good and it's like no that's not what that means giving an official apology for ruining somebody's life <laughs> isn't the same as being a good show <laughs> yes i don't exactly i don't think that's I don't think I'm not aligned saying that. It's commendable, no. but it doesn't make your show good. It's commendable-ish. Yeah, and the last time we talked about the fact that Sif for the Science Fiction Writers of America was suing Disney to get the royalties of the Star Wars writers of the novels back because uh, Disney picked up all that stuff and then just stopped paying the royalties to the writers who wrote the extended universe of Star Wars in a whole bunch of mostly novels, but I think also uh, mag uh, magazines, comic books, Com that sort of thing. Hundreds, yeah. Hundreds all of all kinds of wild shit. So full on, like, one of the most famous writers literally had cancer and was going through chemotherapy, couldn't afford it, and Disney was like, no, we're not going to pay your royalties for books that you wrote and you are still selling and are selling more copies of now because we bought Lucas. My God. My God. Yep. There are Disney. So many Disney. Kid friendly. There's so many, so many legends novels. I think I own like 10 and I'm not even, not even a quarter of a quarter. They just end up with you. Like you, you are at half price books and it just one falls into your bag as you walk out. <laughs> That's, See, that's for horse. normal people. That's for normal people, Colin. For me, it's... You went and sought it out. Every I'm going to read every Legends novel and cry. 
Logical. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Any event. So I have ten of them in chronological. I think we need to teach you about like self love. It sounds like this that's what you need. This is love. Nah, that's. It's not about love. Something different. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about truth. Like I can't just start the Drist novels in the Forgotten Realms. I have to go back to the very first Dark Walkers, Dark Walkers of Moonshine, Moonshade that was published in 1983. I gotta read that before I can get to Drist because that's the first novel. I, I think have to is the wrong thing there. You're doing it. <laughs> you don't have to. I have to. All right. My review of Mandalorian is it's good. Oh. It's not, you know, as with anything Star Wars, it's not intellectual. Like the 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 main character is largely called Mando, short for Mandalorian, from the planet Mandalorian with a bunch of people who are named Mandalorians. And apparently it was revealed in the latest season that they worship Mandalore, the guy who was the first Mandalorian. <laughs> so, like, there's the backstory. There's the hard writing work behind the backstory, you know, Tolkien style building this world. So, um, you know. <laughs> hey, big, yeah. Not an intellectual so. feat, but fun and better than the Obi Wan series that I didn't even try. Better than. Boba Fett, better than Andor, and uh, on to Jeremy. Wars videos, shows. That's that's a pretty low bar, all things considered. How many beers, Colin? Shout out to the video games who uh, are have also some really good stories. On NPR today, they were they were sh one of the characters was shouting out some of the the video games characters. And how they want that. The yeah. yeah. How many? The video games are dead. I, I, mean, I would totally watch a, a Knights of the Old Republic show. That. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. They were saying they want to make a Rogue Squadron. I'm sure they are. Oh, yeah. They, They're making a Knights of the Old Republic movie or show. I don't remember. And a bunch of people on like Reddit forums threw a fit because they're considering casting a woman as Revan. And it's like... It's kind of messed It was an RPG Revan could be any gender. That was the whole point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's what Disney Plus is doing. They're just like, we'll try Obi Wan. Nope. Okay. Let's try Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Just do it. Obi Wan was so bad. So bad. I haven't even tried. Oh I haven't even. Yeah. I've... It was so bad. Anyway. Fine. I'm never going to see any of it. You guys didn't say your beers. I do have to say this. Because I made this comment the last time we tried to record this episode, and it needs, I think it needs to be... Obi-Wan has one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars ever recorded. But you have to watch the whole... No! Show and get to it, so it's not worth it. Like, it's the whole show is terrible for this one scene at the end that's, like, gorgeous. And it's just not worth it. But is they it do a really cool... Is it better than the, the scene in episode one where they're introducing all the pod racers and they say, oh, like, oh, look at this guy. He's he's got his wife and all his children here watching him race today. And then later on in the racing scene, you see him uh, <laughs> explode, crashing into a rock and it's displayed on the Jumbotron for his wife and all of his children. <laughs> Is it better than that? Yes. Yes, it is better than that. <laughs> I have my doubts. Oh, my. How many beers, Colin? God. Well, now I'm the first person who's saying it. You you gave us oh, your God. unsolicited review. Um, Unso he's part of the show. I, I think last... <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think our last time we weirdly all agreed on, like, one beer an episode, but different episodes... So it turns out there's eight episodes, so that would be eight beers, one an episode. But you need two to get through the spider, the space spider episode for sure. So mm -hmm. ten. <laughs> Jeremy, I would say four an episode, probably. Four an episode. <laughs> oh my god! Dear lord. 
Yeah, look. Loady, loady. You want it to feel as rad as possible. Because then, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself. And then when you're blasted, you're not going to mind as much the reminders of, like, when people show up and, like, okay, this is what we're doing for the fifth time. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been confused. And so, yeah, for an episode. I was losing you there. Actually, I like your answer, Jeremy. I'm I'm gonna go with you. I like for an episode because if you drink yourself to the cognitive level to which the show is written, you probably enjoy it. Because the rest of it's, you know, there's lots of action and fun sequences. So if I was like hammered, I would have enjoyed it a lot more than the sober that I was when I watched it. See, so yeah, that's done. What about you? I would say like all of it. Once no, I haven't seen the third season. That's fine. I, uh, uh, I would, I would say once an episode, but also once every time you hear this is the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a long season one. Yeah, yeah. So well, gonna I'll spend mine. I said, and then just a shot whenever someone's like, "This is the way." <laughs> well, blackout by the end like, of first. There'll be some episodes that are like two, and then some episodes that are like six. And I'm okay with that. It depends on how many Mandalorian committee meetings they have. In the this is the way. This Wait, is the way. so do you count it like if there's a bunch of people all saying this is the way, does that count as one? Or do you have to count all the people that said that? No, it's every this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Everyone. the bottle. I think, I think if you do that, you have a problem. That's how you turn into Clint Eastwood, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Just- Alright. <laughs> Alright, well. That's Mando. That's, uh, that's the Mandalorian. Solid. May the fourth be with you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Fermented Fiction, the official podcast of the Cascade Writers. Thank you, Special Brews, for these wonderful beers today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pedro, for sitting in on our session. Thank you, Pedro, he's just off screen. You beautiful, sexy man. Go to bed, you. What? <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Man, the fourth be with you. Fourth be with you. This is the way. The fourth be with you.